genre. Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, now in trade, a once-in-a-while podcast where we talk about some of our favorite comics and graphic novels, now in trade. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with the people I'm always here with, Sean Petit. Yo! Casey Crawford. Hello! And RJ Byte. Ayo! Today, we're starting a special series of Now in Trade, where we're going to be talking about comics and graphic novels that have been banned or removed from schools or a school curriculum. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing the book that inspired this whole series, Mouse, by Art Spiegelman, published between 1973 and 1991. Um, trigger warning, uh, this is a book about the Holocaust. So, uh, you know, if that kind of thing is rough, maybe maybe skip this one. Also, trigger warning, there's eight curse words in this book, apparently. And, um, and two sets of boobies yeah so well, we don't the same upset boobies anybody twice, but yeah <laughs> so uh also this is this is a bit of a spoiler heavy podcast so uh if if you haven't read the book yet read the book and then listen to this it'll we'll, we'll be here when you're done and uh you know we'll be there for you so yeah yeah we are, we are the support group for for mouse uh because we we certainly need it for each other uh <laughs> yeah this has been a week you guys yeah. Um, yeah. That's the thing that strikes me. Uh, well, you, you you gave the spoiler warning, but I don't think we're going to spoil nearly as much as we usually do, simply because uh, it's three hundred pages. Yeah, we're not long. going through this. We're not yeah. going to go through this. It's three hundred pages idea. long, and a lot of it you probably yeah. can get a also, good idea. It's history. Of the fa- yeah, and I don't want to have to timeline. cut out a whole lot of crying and just long <laughs> just depressing pauses. <laughs> it's yeah. Every single sentence is just punctuated by like. <laughs> just like yeah. a uh, shuddering uh size um someone but, please hold but me. this is a very very fucking sad book and yeah. it's it, it, it's particularly sad because there have been there have been schools who have taken it out of their curriculum and i i know it was part of my curriculum in high school uh rj i think you said it was you were taught this book in high school i know a lot of people read this in school and this is probably one of the most honest depictions of the holocaust for like a young a young adult reader it was taught in my high school but i had already read it at that point <laughs> of course you did so <laughs> that's uh, that's some real rj shit right there yeah <laughs> see it, it, what's funny too is that at my school they it, this was on the curriculum but it was on the curriculum for kids who like had not the best reading skills and like maybe read slower than the other kids so Which it's like weird. oh here's here's a comic book that's like a quick read mm. you'll read this book at the same pace that the other kids are going to read the other books but at the Ooh. same time we're giving you the heaviest shit you can also, possibly this is like denser than a lot of novels i've read oh yeah absolutely this is the yeah like, like this, it might this not is be a comic using... because there's pictures not because of there's less words yeah, yeah. And, and it's like the, the diction might be colloquial like it might be like you know, uh, conversational tone, yeah. but, but there's a lot yeah. of conversation. <laughs> yeah. I, me- I remember feeling very insulted by that because of course I went to the comic because I was into comics. Sure. It's like, you're putting comics in the curriculum. It, it attracts a certain, a certain type of person. And Absolutely. then it, there's that, that boneheaded idea that comics are for, you know, slow people. So they give it to the kids who don't read well. And it's like, 
Yeah. Now, now, not only have you insulted them for for being slow, slower readers, but you've also given them severe then you, trauma. Then you that they, that they yeah, don't you, have the the like emotional intelligence to handle necessarily. Yeah. But at least you gave them the Pulitzer Prize winner. Yeah. So, right. uh, yeah. But I mean, we we like to talk a lot about you know how comics is just a different art medium than writing novels, and I think this book really is a great example of the power of the medium and yeah, how, I agree. you know, you don't have to sacrifice any intelligence or depth. Uh, Absolutely. So and it's I'd argue that it's probably, it. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I would it. say it's probably because like, I think most of the Holocaust literature that I have read was, was in school, honestly, um, which says more about me than I'd like it to. But, um, <laughs> But it's a it, tough topic, man. It is. And and it's I think this is the heaviest Holocaust book I've ever read because all the other ones yeah. were a little bit more whitewashed for children, you know? Like and and, right. uh, and I also want to mention Jewish people. Yeah, yes, like, absolutely. A, a lot a lot of the books that that this book is going to be replaced with in school curriculum are are books looked at through a non-Jewish lens. Like your yeah. your main characters usually usually a Gentile, and doing something nice for, for the Jewish character in the yeah, book. Yeah, it's, it's, like the, it's out, the Jewish know. equivalent of Green Book for black people. Like, it's like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, do, oh, we fixed racism. Good job, everyone, you know. Yeah, um, the World War II wasn't so bad, because look at these nice people and what they did for this nice family. Like, um, yeah. I, I also want to mention that I am from the South, and we did not learn this book in curriculum. In, in I kind didn't of curriculum read it in school. school. Uh, just the so, first time I read half. it. Um, but yeah, also I would probably say mine has a lot more to do with my location. Uh, yeah, well, I, upbringing. Adam and I went to a high school. I was one over from Adam, and I wasn't in my any of my schooling at all. So that's wild. Well, I went to private school, so there was that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they didn't teach mm. it in the suburbs right here. I'll tell you that. I didn't read it. So. But reading this and is- honestly, I don't think my English teacher read it. I read it as part of like we had a main curriculum, and then there was like a list of books that yeah. you could pick off of that would be like your second book for that semester that you read on your own and you wrote like a paper about at the end of the semester. And I'm pretty sure my English teacher didn't read this because I think if he had, it wouldn't have been on the list. Or it would have been yeah. knowing my English teacher. Yeah, fair enough. Knowing, yeah, you're more experienced with him, but hopefully it would. <laughs> he did. Hopefully they did. And it's there for a reason. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, honestly, I know the guy who teaches English there now, and he absolutely has read it, and it probably is still on his <laughs> curriculum. <laughs> but yeah, no, this. Uh, I I would argue that the reason it's it's more complex and and much has has so much more depth than any other Holocaust literature I've read is the format. It's the so so if you haven't read Mouse, number one, you should. But if you haven't. The entire book is told from the perspective of Art Spiegelman himself making this book and interviewing his father. So his father's like elderly, like in his like seventies, I want to say. I forget exactly. Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. And and it's him recanting his experiences. And it starts with like, oh, this is how I met your mother. And like this is what I was doing. I was working at this like textile factory and yeah. I was doing this. And like yeah. all of these background informations that humanize the person first. And he even says at one point, like, don't put this in. No one cares about <laughs> no one cares about my life. Like that's not that we're talking yeah. about the Holocaust. And he's like, no, it's it's important because it's who you are. And 
And I feel yeah. like so much about uh, uh, Valdic is his dad's name. It's so much about Valdic. Yeah. It's like uh, so much about it is how it destroyed his life forever, and and how yeah. how what what type of person he is after the Holocaust. So like even and though even, he quote unquote survived, he is he's yeah. It's about the person that went in there died, and he came out right. a completely different person. It's just as so much about that as much as it is about his relationship with his father. And I think part, I think as the book goes on, he's understanding why Yeah, he has this relationship yeah. with both his father and his, uh, his mother and why yeah. the way they were, because yeah, this broke them. It's an interesting generational story because you have this generation that was born in America, whose parents survived the Holocaust. Right. So these kids are American and they've only known living in America. So it's like, Getting told that story at that age, or like really digesting it, like yeah. as you get older, it becomes real, and like a lot of things make more sense, like his his the way his father was all his life and all that stuff. Hearing it when you're a kid, knowing what's going on, but like I think this it means it you understand things differently when you're an adult and a man yourself, and you have your own problems. And he, I think you you start to understand it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. got it, like yeah, and. You know, like he, he even <laughs> at one point you're touching on some like interesting things there, Adam. Like at one point he talks about like when I was a kid, he was like talking to his wife in in the book, yeah. and he's like, "When I was a kid, I just thought that all dads moan and cry in their sleep, like that was right. just a thing." And he used to like like fantasize about Zyklon B coming out of the shower head instead of water. Yeah, and those were just things that were just like entrenched in his dna because it was just they're like, there from they're birth. like bedtime stories exactly. like when you're when you're a kid and you hear stories like that like you got you kind of compartmentalize it because absolutely yeah because like, like the, it, you can't reality you can't, isn't that real yet you know yeah. and even as he's art spiegelman is an adult while he's writing this story probably in his like 30s or 40s and like there's moments where he has to stop and just go fuck like you know yeah. like there's there's moments where like his dad is just telling the story the way it is and his dad never really breaks down like it's just he's telling it matter, matter of fact of like this is what happened this is then this happened then this happened and it's very that's just his life and and well they, they i think he kind of went through that like you could there's points in the book where he's talking about where he broke down specifically like when he starts talking about the mother yeah and when she died when she killed herself um he anything that she had remotely written on or anything like that he had to purge from his life yeah because exactly. it was too it was too much but i liked which is yeah which is its own tragedy that that right. we lost like it she had she had diaries and diet like she just endless yeah, and his reaction from- to that he was so like art being so upset it's like oh my he god he called him a murderer yeah yeah like, yeah because he, he murdered so her about again it. like he like yeah. she yeah. she died once and now she just died again um, yeah. But also, you gotta you gotta see Valdek's side of that. It's totally reasonable to just. I think it's Vladek. Really, is Vladek, it? yeah. Vladek, I'm sorry. Vladek, I was say yeah. Valdek, yeah. Vladek. Um, but yeah, it's like he he had to get rid of it, which makes total sense. Like obviously, yeah. <laughs> Especially no. after everything that was going, like it I, wasn't a rational move. But then again, nothing he does is rational after that point. Yeah, um, and it's just... But it, what's interesting is, like, you see all of these weird behaviors of this old man, but then, like, through they all start- him telling his story, like, things make sense. Absolutely. Like, well, the, thing, the things that he does now, like, like, 
like the the way he survived was by scrimping and saving and putting things like like having always having a little bit of something saved to bargain for his life or his wife's life or anything. Right. It was this like it was what saved his life was having that foresight, like to look ahead and think ahead. And now he is saving wire out of the trash so you can tie things with it and like yeah. leaving the stove on all day long so he can not waste any matches. Because and it's money's like money's just as important as things too, right? Because it saves him money as well, which also saved his life. So well, it's essentially anything that can everything be saved. he was saving in the Holocaust was what it, it basically was money. It was cigarettes and food no, and like, like things that could he, be Yeah, but they talk about yeah. how they hid all of their valuables and everything they could because that ultimately that's how they got as far as they did too exactly but yeah. but then he was he was talking about how like uh, art was talking about how when he was a kid and if he didn't like what was for dinner his dad would force him to eat everything that was on his plate and even if mm-hmm. he didn't he would heat it up the next day and it would be part of his next meal like yeah. he had to eat everything that was on that plate and it's like th- that's him trying to teach his son this lesson that you don't know when your next meal is going going to be here you don't know what that meal is going to be so but that's a heavy lesson for a literal child yeah yeah and even he even talks about he's like look i need to save all this stuff in case like hitler comes back and like that's it's the looming threat that it could happen again yeah and like yeah he's lived his life that way i think we're learning that even more so nowadays than than back when it's just one of those like you don't realize like yeah all right he survived but like did it it never really ended yeah Yeah. i also uh, more on that point i think it's really interesting that at one point um i think he was talking to his stepmom um and he was talking about how insufferable his dad is with all of this this bullshit (laughs) yeah yeah because because mala was like his 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 stepmom's like he won't let me have five dollars to go get Mm -hmm. like you know something that i need like are you kidding me and art says like yeah, I I don't know how to write him as anything but the racist stereotype of a, the old miserly Jew, but yeah. that's who he is. So so right. like and there's no way to get that across and his conflict about it uh, come across without doing the format the way he did. Like he has right. to have that dialogue with the reader in order yeah. to overcome like cuz he's like I can either lie or I can tell you that this is uncomfortable. Right. Those are my. Yeah, I think options, they did a great you know? job. Like you're, he's literally just. This is what happened both to my father and to me as this product. Like this is just the man that is telling the story, which I think they yeah. did a great job of addressing that. And I think that makes it so much more. Like I don't know. It just it hits so it's differently. Honest. It's so yeah. Honest is a it's great word. Honest and tragic because you don't really get that. Like you really expect at the end of this narrative that they're gonna have like a moment of like i understand you dad and i'm sorry and like the dad's gonna go i'm sorry i was so hard on you it's all you know but they don't have that moment because it's not it's not fiction it's it's it's, it's this is real life the complicated relationship between a father and son that just never really healed you know like well there's also a scene where um vladek finds one of art's old comic strips about his mother's suicide yeah and he he read it and cried and you know he was like uh, art was like man is he like mad at me after reading that and he was like i just couldn't believe how personal of the story that was and how true 
it was and that you would publish that like that's guts like that's heavy shit like yeah that's probably the most relating they have in the whole book is that that because yeah yeah, i thought the same thing where i was like oh fuck he's gonna freak out and then it's like no he he had a very rational reaction but also it was like i don't understand how you made this like you know he i think he like uh had some respect for his son's career for the first time ever because there's there's a whole subplot about that how like art only became an artist because uh vladek thought it was a frivolous and pointless career so it was the one thing he could do where he wouldn't have to compete with his father you yeah know? where like, his dad would, wasn't better than him right yeah, i think it helps explain some of the relationship between art and his mother uh anya specifically like and like how she was with him and he felt guilty because of all like of what happened to her but like you learn more about her and like i, I bet through that process you learn that it she's always been like she always suffered from like even when before everything broke out so like i like the characterization like i feel like so much was explained about these people in such an honest and direct way yeah it just it made everything make sense doesn't make it okay but like (laughs) it's like okay this is this who these people were and it's not necessarily i feel like there's some catharsis there for art like this isn't necessarily my fault my burden but it's still a story i need to tell yeah at one point, like, he even says, like, when he was a kid, he used to have to imagine Hitler coming and saying, like, you have to give me one of your parents, and he had, he had to choose, and he would always choose his father. Like, that was a little, like, yep. mind game he played with himself. And it's like, which is that's fucking rough to be having this conversation with your, like, less favorite parent about yeah, just, like, knowing that her story is lost is, is like, its own tragedy, even, you know? And even, like, Vladek would probably agree going through yeah. this story. Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, save Anya. <laughs> like, yeah. it's kind of crazy. Like, it seems like he feels almost the same way about losing her. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> there's our, there's heavy silence number one. <laughs> uh, I, I, I also, I also liked um, the, the use of, of voice in this mm, book. Like, mm-hmm. the, oh, yeah. the way he wrote Vladek like you can't help but have this old Polish man's voice in your head. Really oh yeah, so his, a lot of them. His like it worked out kind of well. backwards diction of like his his voice being translated into English being all yeah. kind of backwards. Let me see if I can find yeah. one just real fast. It's because it's but, on every page. I I, yeah, I exactly. usually take issue when when comic writers write in accents. Like I always hate the way Rogue is written. It like. You have to bend your brain around it, but like I didn't yeah. feel like I didn't feel like that with this. But well, at the same time, I was, was hearing another man's voice in my head. It's almost a straight dictation because he recorded and, most of these. Absolutely, yeah. and it's and like because you you've met old men like old Jewish men like this specifically. Yeah. Like you you he, like it's impossible to not read it. In you've heard the voice. this person speak before. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it's like. I'm going to I'm going to just read this and uh, I apologize if I slip into the accent because it's kind of hard to read it without doing it. But I had a lot of girls what I didn't even know that would run after me. Uh, And it's like, you understand what he's saying, but none of that is in the right place. And and Um, it has like a it has a charm about it. It does. It absolutely does. As I read this, I felt like I immediately slipped into that into my brain when I was reading uh, these characters. Yeah. Yeah, it's impossible not to. Yeah, and the whole time, as because this is uh, the part that I just read from was um, when he's talking about before he met Anya, he was like kind of a ladies' yeah. man, 
And yep. uh, he's talking about this all while he's like riding his um this little like Exercise stationary bike. bike. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. doing his pedaling. Yeah, yeah, it's good for my heart. The pedaling. Uh, but tell me, how is it? How is it by you? How is going the comics business? Like it's yeah, it's so yeah. charming. I love that. But it's yeah, so no, good. it's it's authentic. It's 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 not annoying because it's authentic. You know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the characters to some degree talk like that because, uh, and even like Mala, yeah. like the the stepmom, she doesn't have it nearly as much. But we also don't really know her story of like how long she's been in America and that's sort of, like she's she went a, through. Yeah. She was a survivor, too. survivor as well, yeah. 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 And they specifically talk about how she, Vladek doesn't ever talk to her about it. Yeah. Like, doesn't want to know. Probably because, like, can't do that twice. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I don't like, want to go through it again. But, yeah, also, like, everyone, the, the way that they show that, that art shows that how everyone copes in a different way, because <laughs> Mala is annoyed by, by uh, Vladek's behavior. And, it's just, she, and she's like, I went through the camps. I'm not like this. Why is he like this? And it's like, well, because she's we all- almost the opposite. She wants to enjoy everything she possibly can. Like, yeah, exactly. She's always talking about going out and doing things like that. And like, that's the, the you know, the opposite reaction, basically. Yeah, exactly. She still isn't, like, yeah. So it was interesting to see. I think also one of the, the biggest like ways you can, uh, you can sense uh, Vladik's personality is in the way he retells the story and just how much he remembered. Yeah. Just how many details he was able to retell to Art because it is a simply staggering amount of recollection. And I mean, I I know like, like obviously the the biggest point in his life and the most horrific thing that he's ever gone through. But at the same time, there's so many small like he knows everyone who survived and who didn't and what he traded and yeah it is and just where they were is it yeah it yeah and and i think that really feeds into who he was as a person because he is mm-hmm. very that is very much how his brain works even later on with the you know with keeping things and uh very like able to micromanage and it's yeah. v- very interesting because um, it's a survival mechanism, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Like I, going back and thinking about this, it's the like knowing that he, all these people traded this item for this thing at this yeah. time. Like, and we're talking forty years ago. Like, yeah, obviously, it stuff gets burned in your brain, but like I, that level of detail is it's crazy. And, and yeah. it probably gets burned in your brain too, because like if something costs a hundred cigarettes, like how, what did he have that. to go through to get a hundred cigarettes, and right. how long was he keeping that number in his head and constantly counting them and counting them? And yeah, counting and, them. and oh then later on, you where see they got stolen. Oh my god, I, I was um. like, no. <laughs> but also, <laughs> and, and, obviously, <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you yeah. see your son be a smoker and just like smokes, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know, you're smoking away everything you could <laughs> trade for. Yeah. Uh, like, well, I, Sean yeah. and I were having a discussion about like how we were like scared that he wasn't going to make it, despite yeah. the fact that we knew he was going to make it <laughs> because yeah. he's telling the story yeah. forty years later. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, um, when he got his cigarette stolen, I'm like, he's fucked. He's fucked now. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the train. The how train is, is like get out of this one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh man, the train was oh, horrible. The, the train is one, maybe one of the most harrowing moments in the story and i was like he is free from the camps and i still feel like he 
Like, yeah, it, this feels like even more of a dire situation. How is that possible? But I, also, I like the, yeah. the, 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 the chapter in this book that's immediately after him getting out of Auschwitz is titled that's when my what was it that's <laughs> when my my luck oh, Th- then Shen- is when my troubles began yeah there it is which is <laughs> how yeah, yeah but that's, also- that's when your troubles started was after auschwitz i think I, th- I think a huge part of that especially as the reader knowing that like the fucking allies are on the doorstep. Like they are yeah, just like yeah. you're just, just hang on for min- like yeah, it's like nineteen forty one more day, dude. Yeah, so yeah. like every yeah. single yeah. person that dies in that party, even if you're not concerned for Vladek, because you in know that, that he's small rise, window. Every single person that dies on that train died like minutes or hours before they could have been saved. And it's just like fuck me, God damn like There's oh. there's also the the How horrifying thought of, of Yeah of the the chapter when they're in that boxcar for weeks at a time and like every couple of days the germans would come in and remove the people who just died or starved to death and then like they had a little bit more room to like sit down yeah and it's like him trying trying to trying to enjoy just the comfort of being able to sit down but then like having that mounted with that's because 30 people died yesterday like 300 people because it was like it was like a, a a car packed with like 500 people and he talked about the only slowly thing but surely it became fifty people. He, yeah. think, he said the thing that probably saved him was him having that old sheet or old uniform that he tied up and was able to sit above everybody and yeah. eat the, get, eat and, the and snow. get snow yeah. from the top of the car. And that probably mm. is the only thing that kept him kept him alive. Which is like one f- leading up to that fucking brilliant, and two like, yeah. good lord, that's just awful. Whoa. But yeah, can you can you fucking awful. blame the guy for for hoarding uh you know like No. Uh, like but just trying to the- return uh, a like mostly eaten box of cereal because he doesn't want to waste did, that which little is incredible. He got I- $6 back like uh, that's my dude, you know? Like I get I was it. Just, I, get it. I was curious I- like I wonder how much Art knew about this story before he made it because there are moments where it, it feels like a movie, not to downplay anything, mm-hmm. but like his, no. his father was a genius in so yeah. many, like there's so many yeah. opportunities that he took that I don't think other people would have seen. Just yeah. the, the uniform, the clean uniform without the lice to get yeah, that food. Was and yeah. I don't know. Cause they don't, they talk about specifically in the beginning where like he art, uh, like mentioned that he, Vladik didn't want to talk about it when he was a kid, but his mom would tell him some stories. But for the mm. most part, his father never talked about it. So I think all he knew was from his mother. But I, I'm guessing yeah. a lot of this is probably the first time he's heard it. He's definitely the first time he's heard the details. I think he might have known the overall timeline. The plot, but like, but really yeah, like the, happened. yeah, the, the, like, just you have to put the book down details uh, yeah, were probably. Dude fresh to him and us at the same time you know what i mean yeah, like exactly yeah, yeah i don't yeah <sighs> let's talk about the details because there's a lot of when he's talking about a couple when they're hiding early on in poland and then later on there's a a call out when like a grab like when these it seems like the detail of like these diagrams that he ended up putting in the comic yeah. it seemed like the details were coming from his father which is crazy yeah. Yeah. Like he remembered how they constructed these hidey holes in Poland. It's it's just when it's also amazing. completely brilliant hiding spots. Uh, yeah, you know, like, oh, like, yeah. Like, really, yeah. really the, the well false, thought out hiding spots. B- the false bin of coal with the false yeah. top, and then like the hole at the, the bottom that boots. goes. Yeah, yeah the, the pile, the, of, the boots, pile yeah. of 
Oh, well, some of the stuff that that's one. in there is incredible. Wow. And I, I love the, like, uh, he wouldn't uh, take anyone's offer to get snuck away unless he was, like, 100% sure mm-hmm. it wasn't a trap. And yeah. other people and started it, paying him for advice as to when to go. And I was like, wow, that is, uh, that is crazy. And it still and blew like, up in his face a couple of times. Yeah, and the one well, time, he, sure. The the one time he's like, "All right, I feel good about this," and it was a fucking trap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because he told he told his friend in Yiddish, "All right, when you get to Hungary, send yeah, me, a me a letter so that I know yeah. it's safe." And then turns out that the smugglers knew Yiddish and yeah. and, and put him. a gun to the guy's head and made him write a letter. And it's just like, fuck. <sighs> but also, he got captured like before he had a chance to flee anyway. But like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. if I've learned anything, uh, there was so many people in this book that did awful things for just the worst reasons. I mean, and that's that's the brutal. Holocaust in it, but I and also just like there, in there, the war before that, like just like it was just like God, every person unnecessary you walk up to, like, evil. You need to not talk to this person again. <laughs> I know you make it, but also like I was, don't do it. <laughs> like and like the so guy well that re- the guy that ratted out their their attic bunker yeah and oh, like his, his first guy. thought was we're gonna have to kill this guy like we don't know who he is. and they're like no 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 just and he was fucking right dude he was right Vladik would survive a zombie apocalypse because he knows oh, yeah I would want him on my team him. yeah um but but like th- th- there's so much of there's so much of what happened to him that was just like kind of blind luck. Like, sure. man, that just worked out. But then there's so much of it that was like, oh, wow, that couldn't have possibly gone any worse. Um, well, yeah. yeah there's there's, like, uh, is it Mala that says that later where it's like, we lost so many good people. We lost so many bad people. It was half the skills and like the decisions that you made and half of it was absolute luck. And there was yep. no way of knowing which was which at any or given just moment. the just mm-hmm. the like people he became friends with that was like, hey, stand on the other side next tomorrow. When they line yeah. people up, like yeah, and they yeah. just have easily could have just taken advantage of him and not given him a heads right. up, right? Or like, what yeah. if they no one had told him that, like, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> or um, what if that kinda... was a trap in and of itself? Yeah, like what but, if what if people also, on that side got killed? The, also, specifically, got that one was the 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 Polish uh, guard that yeah. he was mm. teaching English because because the Polish yes. guard knew. German and and I forget another language French I want to say but like he, needed to know he knew that like knowing languages would help when Germany lost he's like mm. I see the tide come turning and I know he that was a knowing prisoner too ultimately yeah. yeah well he yeah he was just he was just a slightly higher up prisoner than the, than right, the Jewish exactly. people but yeah like so he's like I all right my my get is that I'm gonna learn English in here yeah. who knows English and that yeah so like Vladik saved his life so many times just by knowing English. Because even German. before that, he lied about being a tin roofer and uh-huh. just figured it out. And the guy, lied about the being dude, a the one dude cobbler. called him on it. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He yeah he figured out how to be a cobbler like on the oh, fucking well, fly. And then the <laughs> then the guard who like uh, wanted a a shoe repaired and he's like I can't fix this. I'm gonna get an expert to fix this. And get someone else to show. And then he's gonna looks, watch him. Yeah. And then he yeah. looks and then. And then that's how he ends up ultimately contacting his wife is by getting his wife to get the her guard who's treating her like shit to fix her shoes. And then yeah, and then she's treated yeah. better then, after that. Yeah. yeah, it's just like and and so a lot of that is skill. That's legitimately the skill of knowing how to 
teach yourself something very quickly in languages. Very resourceful. But like also, also, what are the fucking odds that that guard was going to say, hey, fix my boot? You know, also, like, what are and, the odds that you knew a fucking cop? Like, probably pretty good, but like, close to you, cobbler, fix this fucking shoe and show me. I'll give you yeah. like a shirt or something. But yeah. like, what are the odds, right? <laughs> like, yeah, there there, there was crazy. an interesting, a very small detail that I noticed from the uh, the 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 Polish guard that he was teaching English. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure he just has the triangle on his uh, his shirt, not the not the Star of David. Right, because I think there there were other people in the camps that I believe weren't they weren't uh, all Jewish prisoners. I believe like no, the ones with the triangles were specifically gay. Yeah. Oh. Yep. And and we kind of haven't talked about this yet, but this is an anthropomorphic story, so it's Uh, it's told in cats and mice and dogs and everything else. But like all the different nationalities are represented by different. Animals. Um, Americans so, being dogs is just Americans brilliant. being dogs is just great. Fuck but it, um, it all just fits so fucking it well. So, yeah. Fits so perfect. But the the <laughs> Jews in the story are all mice. The Germans are all cats, and the the Polish uh, people were were pigs. Yeah. So the guy wasn't a Jew because he was a pig. So right. he was a. I, I kept going like, well, why is he in there? And then I noticed that he had the the triangle on his hmm. on his shirt because that's what they made they made. Uh, gay people wear in the camps. Yeah, well, and yeah, there were a lot of people that. in the camps that weren't Jewish, but a lot of them died even faster because they were like yeah. intellectually disabled or, or physically disabled. Yeah, they they were like you said, they were pris- they were still prisoners, right? And they were just, but specifically the people who prisoners. they put in the camps, they were, they were getting rid of. Yeah, so, they were going to die. Any, they were dying eventually, unfortunately. Yeah, but I thought that yeah. was an interesting detail. It was a very quiet detail. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I think I noticed that, but I didn't. I just thought like, oh, maybe because they're Polish or something. I didn't know that. Uh, that's how they uniformed gay people during that whole yep. thing. So that's um, it's an interesting fact. But but to the anthropomorphic point, um, we were talking about this off mic. The the ways in which he illustrates like going under disguise to like so try to like sneak it's so through. Good. It's literally just them wearing like pig masks with a little was, string tied around the back of their head. Yeah. And it's I thought just, it was genius the way he did it. That. It truly is because yeah, you immediately it's telegraphed to you, the viewer, but like they're they're able to walk through town and and they're and, honestly like they're probably not changing how they look. They're probably just c- hiding a couple things here and there, but like or changing their hair or something. It's not like they could hide how they look. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Especially I they think talk more about so hiding how they act, more how than they anything. act, because they especially yeah. talked about like his wife, like she. They talk about like how she looks. She looked more Jewish than he did, and they showed her having a long tail, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> yeah, her tail was sticking out the the bottom of her, yeah. her outfit. It was just a very cool way to illustrate that throughout the book. But it, it was also a, a, an interesting detail. It's an interesting choice, and I, and I kept as I was reading it, going like, why. Why did he make this choice? Like, why did he choose anthropomorphic characters? I'm sure it. Uh, well, number one, I think that's part of the reason uh, to to well, illustrate it's illustrating different nationalities in in a way that's easy to draw. And I think it also yeah. kind of makes it a little bit easier to tell the story that way. Exactly. Not yeah. necessarily from like a content, but from a just a visual standpoint because yeah you have visual cues immediately of who is in what 
what group and who is who yeah. is the hero. But also, here, reading it as everyone actual people would just be like it would be horrifying. It does yeah, take the edge off a little. It, I think it that's, does, I, and he's like, able the to way tell that the he story. shows the way he shows abject anguish in a a mouse's face is it's, so simple. It's just like like them kind of like with their face like raised to the back. sky. Yeah. And yeah, you see like the mouth kind of upside down. And like it's so simple and it illustrates it so well, but yeah, if it was a a human face making that face, it would be the most devastating thing to draw and to see. Yeah. You know, like yeah. right. so for me right. I think it, it's it, a li- little well, sugar to go make the medicine go down. For me I think it actually <laughs> loops back around. Yeah. F- trying to fall in line with how we like make kids movies and stuff with animals and stuff and then uh to like ground it in some kind of sense and then it it becomes even more terrifying because it's yeah yeah. and i wonder if it maybe harkens back to some stuff like propaganda or something like that maybe there's a connection i mean that's absolutely why he chose mice yeah because like in, just to kind of easily works off of there like obviously the germans yeah. being cats makes perfect fucking sense yeah yeah and like the the german propaganda was rats like they they right that was right. how they were depicted and the, you know like we have to clean up our city kind of bullshit that like yeah. you know hitler right. was spouting. so like so to, to sort of reclaim that and turn them into mm-hmm. cute and like really relatable and like tremendously emotive like mice i i think is a really cool choice because yeah it's like no fuck you like i i'm gonna take the thing that you tried to call us and i'm going to make it endearing and i'm gonna make it ours you know like yeah plus also that's just kind of the the like underground comic scene too is to have something with that like art angle yeah yeah to like do something uh out of left field and unique um um I there even like one how he has a conversation with his wife about that's how, like, that's what I was about to. Bring we were gonna say yeah. like he has a conversation with his wife about how, am I doing this right? Should I do it? And like specifically because she's French, uh, like, and he has to draw her in the in the book, and he's like, uh, what animal? And he's testing out all these different types of animals. There's there was like, like a, a moose, like a moose, <laughs> yeah, like a deer, and it's just like. Uh, and then there's like a fraud. He's like, well, I converted, so why wouldn't I just be a mouse? Like, just so matter-of-factly, and I just thought it was a great little thing well, to put in here. And, and he immediately is just like, well, she's like, she's like, what, get, what animal do you think I should be? And he's like, a frog, obviously. That's what French and people are. one of them was like a frog. poodle. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, like a bunny. yeah, the poodle's funny. Yeah, and it's, because it's like a poodle, but it just has like the, um, it has, they all have the, um, like the scarf around the neck. The, yeah. the, the ascot. The, the, the little <laughs> ascot tied in the back. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Uh, the one yeah, is just no, full that's... on Bullwinkle, and it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I also like how he he. I, I think it's it's either the Swiss or it's uh, the Swedes that he draws as deer. I think it's the Swedes. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a kick out of that because I think that's that's everybody at the right? well. Americans as being dogs is pretty fucking brilliant. That one was good. <laughs> They're oh, the all British, just golden the, retrievers. The British, there's not many in there, but they were fish. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch that because they yeah. have such a good navy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there, there, there's also much. there's also a scene where Anya goes to like a Romani fortune teller, and she's like a moth. Mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just some of those choices were really great, and they and they felt so natural. Yeah, and it, and even like, yep, like okay, the pol- even the poles being pigs didn't feel derogatory. 
No. It just it, it felt cultural for some reason. I, like I, I can't explain. It wasn't, why it wasn't it fits. like that. It wasn't that like grotesque pig caricature. It was more like a piglet. Yeah. Yeah. It like a, yeah it was. It yeah. was. It was. It was like a, it was on the cuter like, side. I, I just exactly. immediately just thought of like, oh, probably a lot of people in Poland are farmers. Like that was my immediate yeah. thought. And like, I just thought they really liked the image I sausage. Got. That was the that was, that was the, a good one the connection that I made. <laughs> I don't. I, let's not get into stereotypes. <laughs> no, 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 but like Polish sausage is delicious. I love Polish sausage. Yeah, delicious. Delicious. That's a thing. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's, it's, I, that is that is a compliment. If anything, and the yeah. the the choice, the anthropomorphic choice is kind of like one of the um reasons why it's so uh it's just it's so famous today like right yeah i I mean it's an incredible story and it would have been an incredible story regardless but i think that there is a certain it 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 provides us a hook that really people latched on to whether like maybe the anthrop- uh, anthropomorphism get, like means different things to different people. Maybe mm-hmm. some people it helps disassociate more, and other people it, um, you know, it just helps signify who is who more. But ultimately, I think it it made it stand apart from other uh, works of the, you know, Holocaust stories, and it it really it's one of the reasons why it, it helped kept it endearing to this day and it's just such a yeah it's such a master piece of literature um it's so it's so interesting to see it continue going so it also it it also only works as a comic like could you imagine someone making an animated version of this well there was at one point he says that he had like (laughs) a like a rights deal so they were trying to buy it to turn it into an animated movie and he's like no no why no (laughs) yeah Um, no this it really only can exist as a comic this and it also story in a way it's it's i think part of that is uh like what rj was saying it it also makes it accessible to children because like Adults exactly. that haven't read it, they look at it and they're like, look, it's a cute it's little a story. Mm. It's a comic. It's a comic that makes the Holocaust easier to swallow. Digestible. Successful. Yeah. It's not yeah. true, but it is it is it's a step in the door. It's a step it's, in the I mean that's the, the like, same trap that led me to read the mask when I was in fourth grade. Because yeah. you know. but it, kind of <laughs> seeing it in a way where like I get endeared by these anthropomorphic people, like but it, at the point, I'm like, oh, it's still mice. Like some of the scene things that they talk about almost like make it worse in some weird ways. It's like because you think of these just literal helpless creatures. Obviously, there's a simile there, but it's just yeah. like Jesus. Like there was a few of them. Like there was a few moments. We don't have to get in crazy detail. Oh no, like, yeah, let's not. I know I, exactly which details you're. There referring was a few moments. Like I was reading them, and I'm just like, I have to put hard. this down. I just have to put this down for a minute because, like, yeah. they're just like these little ways that he described what was happening and the stories that he was told at the time. And it was just like, that's the most, like, it was super quick, super subtle, but it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't even. Yeah, your, your ghost leaves your body for a minute. Y- yeah, and it, yeah, right, exactly. And it just felt so. Just yeah, like you said, honest and just so well done, so well spoken by everybody involved. Like it just, just I this is I one of the best think, things I've ever read. 
Yeah, I think I think a lot of those details, as horrific as they are, they're really they punctuate the fact that you know, like obviously what Vladik went through was was horrific, but a lot yeah. of what he went through was just simply surviving. Right. In the worst possible scenario you could imagine ever in your entire life, things that you could never imagine. And yeah. things I don't want to ever imagine. No, yeah. no, no. And then and then on top of that there's just a single sentence that makes it so unfathomable that yeah. it, it, it just, and, and, the, and then the story to keeps going. That he's talking, because he's, in some parts of the story, he's talking to people somehow that are in worse situations. Yeah. And like, and or that's have the seen, thing, have seen, have seen worse situations, and that's what's yeah. being punctuated. And it's like, how is that even fucking possible? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's, it's, but like you said, they're so quick, and it's it's not a lot because the people involved didn't even want to talk about it. Yeah, and there was yeah, they were yeah, Vladik didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, even they, in, like like in the moment, they're like, yeah, I can't he's hear he's this. like, uh, you, I was telling him to stop telling me, but he wouldn't stop, so I'm telling you now, you know, like yeah, that, that's right, how, exactly, yeah. yeah, and like Ugh. I don't blame the guy that told him because like he's can you who the fuck are you gonna talk to about that? Yeah, like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta talk to yeah, somebody. I, I have to get this out. I have to put yeah. this somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's, um, there was a lot, of, and there was a lot of those moments when he, like, just them kind of talking, like, because later on, they're go he finds a box of pictures and he's mm -hmm. going through all of them and he's basically like, everyone I have a picture of died. The yeah. only people that made it were me and your mother. And like one brother and like one cousin and like everyone yeah. else in their family died. Just entire generations. Of. And it's just crazy. The part that really got me choked up was thinking about if you were like in your fifties or sixties when the war started and you were Jewish, this is how you die. <laughs> like you're not getting out of this. There weren't too many old people left at the end of this. Right. Yeah, and how yeah, many I'm of their stories are lost forever because they didn't right. know that they needed to be telling their kids, you know, like yeah. the old country stuff. Like like all those stories are just lost to the winds yeah. and that's so fucking tragic in and of itself. Or, or even if you just had the smallest kind of inconvenience, like maybe one leg was longer than the other or like, you know, yeah. you had one eye that needed a lot of attention or you 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 required a medicine once a day. You're fucked. Like just me th this th this book does a really good job of of showing the absolute depths of the human spirit, the absolute worst and best that the human spirit is capable of. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and and the banality of evil in a lot of ways. The like yeah. the 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 bureaucracy involved and yeah. how easy it was to have something sway in your favor if you had a loaf of bread. You know, like mm -hmm. that kind of shit. The just the banality of like some of these situations were so senselessly evil. You yeah. know? For the sake of you know, just And it seems like, like like the one guard that was nice to him and then like realize he shouldn't be like just like shit like that like and they yeah it seemed like some of them like some of those guards in the moment knew they knew like like mm -hmm. specifically in this book they talk about like they like they were helping some would help but they would quickly just turn because and they knew what was going on they knew how fucked this whole thing was 
Especially yeah. at the end when they were scrambling. Yeah. Like when the allies were at the at their door and they were like, shit, we have to hide all this stuff. Right. Yeah. Like this is this is the f- this is the end. <laughs> Which is like Yeah. Um and I also I really think there's a there's a really creative uh narrative choice that he that he makes. Um because like I said earlier, there is no nice neat conclusion to the story with him and his father. Um but the way he tells about Vladik coming back to America and reuniting with Anya is he tells it out of that's the only time he breaks the timeline because he talks about like what he did after the war and like you know like yeah, like he and, talks and, about rebuilding yeah. his life and all that shit and then he goes back and explains how he well, reunited he, with Anya because, he because that's, got off that's track. the conclusion that you want but also yeah. like that's the only bit of happy ending that there is to this because that he he did find her he did find Somehow. her and it, and it was and it was so it was such a, a a moving experience for everyone around like like the entire like jewish center of yeah, this town the whole just town like, yeah the yeah. whole town just lost their shit which obviously but like it's it's the story of that and then cut to gravestones like that's the end of the yeah. book, you know but like um, th- there's also we kind of touched on this earlier where like how the story was exciting and you weren't sure if if Vladik was going to get out of every situation even though you know that he did yeah. this uh, the same thing was going on with with Vladik and Anya where it was like you know How they, they get back together are they possibly going to find each other and it's like yeah well right. obviously art well, wouldn't exist if yeah art didn't. wouldn't exist if they didn't so like <laughs> but still like like when there was only like 30 pages of this book left i was like i have to see these two get together like yeah, right. or my or i'm going to die if they don't like yeah there was <laughs> yeah, no other way to do like out. a neat conclusion and it's the it's the closest thing to a happy ending you're gonna get with, with yeah. this true story you know like life doesn't have a natural like bell curve of a story arc you know <laughs> so so art did a really good job of of building it that way even though it wasn't you know yeah well he he, he tried to make it it's, it's interesting too because like you could tell that he wanted this to be a book about anya but yeah. her story was lost to history. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. was he was telling his father's story in a way of, to try to find his mother's story. And right. it's because yeah. he's always felt closer to his mother and wanted to understand her more. But in yeah, if only, you know, those diaries, all that stuff was kept. Yeah. Could have had a mouse part three. Which Jeez. was probably even more tragic because <laughs> what little we did hear about Anya's time. It wasn't great. No. <laughs> like, she struggled a lot, obviously. But, like, they sp- there's only a few points where they talk about it. Man. So, like, I'm going to throw this out there. Reading this as an adult for the first time, <laughs> maybe this shouldn't be taught to eighth graders, but also I totally should be. No, it absolutely yeah. should be. So let, the, let's the circle back with, to that. Yeah, the, the the problem with banning books like this from curriculum is that you can't fucking whitewash history. History happened. This shit happened. And to say, oh, it's it's a little too intense for kids. Yeah. Fuck that. That's that's when you should be telling them because like, look at Those monsters. St- like, yeah. Because the stories as you kids get, need to hear. Because yeah. as you get older, 
depending on your background, depending on how, who your parents are and how they <laughs> raised you and like the situations you're in, there's a potential that as an adult, you can rationalize things like Holocaust denial and being a fucking Nazi for some reason in 2022. Like those things fucking exist. So you know how you prevent those things from happening is that you read this you book. Dr- <laughs> you read this fucking book. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just think it's uh, at a it, pivotal it, point in your in, like, in your I, brain is still plastic. You need to put this book in it because it I don't needs see to how be anyone, a core tenet of your personality. I don't see how anyone could read this book and be a, like read this book as a young kid and then grow up to be like a Nazi in their twenties. How do you I, even how do you even do that? Like I don't right. how does that even yeah. fucking work? Be almost yeah. impressive. I just yeah. think something like content like Almost this. <laughs> I just think content like this, and this is going to be a, we don't have to go down this rabbit hole. It puts a lot of pressure on the people teaching it. And we don't have yeah. to go down that rabbit hole. But like, that's just as important as reading it because. Yeah. You have you to read be this a in middle good school, and you're going to have a like, lot of questions that are going to be yeah. really fucking hard to answer. And you need someone that is able to handle that. And most. I mean, it's the. People it's are not. the exact same reason that like we need to talk about slavery, we need to talk about the civil rights movement, we need to talk about uh, sure. the, the, the genocide of indigenous peoples. We, like Those things are like mentioned the way that the Holocaust yeah. is mentioned. But, and but it's like, like most the, adults can't We're not talk doing about anyone this. favors. We're just going to keep doing it if we just be yeah. like, oh, and then the Indians invited us over for Thanksgiving. That's the end. Bye. But like, I mean, it's we, not- we, we had this conversation right before we hit record. We were like, all right, so how do we be our show and talk about this topic? And, and like, it's it's called doing your goddamn job. It, it's- yeah, just do your fucking job. <laughs> don't be like- a teacher if you don't want to answer hard questions. Like, it's it's a pretty crucial part of the job, yeah, you know? I, I'm just saying it's it just puts a... It, with all of these topics, because they are difficult, but they're important, we this is where teachers like are are vital to the process because most adults can't talk about this shit most people I mean don't honestly it, don't think I think you it. I think so. you stumbled on the reason it was banned because like it's easy to point at this book being banned specifically in that county in Tennessee and say oh all the people on that board are fucking nazis you know that's the easy conclusion to come to <laughs> that is and the easy answer but it's probably a bit more nuanced it's than probably that. Yeah. the the, <laughs> yeah. the truer answer is that they're fucking cowards and they're uncomfortable and they don't want it's hard to teach and they're scared yeah. of their kids coming home and having uncomfortable questions that they can't answer. That's They'd true. rather bury yeah. their head in the sands because that's all they've been doing their whole lives it's and it's worked really well for them because they don't care about anyone besides themselves. But also you know how I mean? do you like, teach this book if you've never met a Jewish person before? Yeah, that is also very right. relevant. But I mean that's why people have trouble teaching about slavery if you've, you know yeah. you're so, but like where I grew up, if there's up one was black still, kid in the class like, and you're teaching about yeah, slavery, yeah, where I grew up was still somewhat segregated. Like it was like redlining district kind of segregated, but like that but shit. Part of the brilliance of this through, book is, yeah, it's mice yeah, you and cats. You, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like it does, just, it does make it a little bit. It's e- just treating yeah. anybody who's different than you like this. But it, it, <laughs> so it, that's it, a it very also, easy thing to teach kids. It, it, I think. It's an easy Absolutely. in for that conversation as well of like, Absolutely. okay, how different were these cultures? And, you know, why did that matter so much? And, you know, you can start to have that conversation when, you know, all of these different nationalities are represented so starkly and so right. absolutely. And, and, and in the community where maybe there aren't very many Jewish people in that in that classroom or that community, you can relate that Two things that they do understand absolutely mm-hmm. you, you know can relate mean? it to something that's relevant to those kids like because there's gonna be a way to explain this in some way 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, really, it, really, it. it really does feel like this was just a hard book to teach. So they had to come up with some reason to not teach it. It's and that reason was no, the that- word shit used eight times. Ooh. You forgot to do a trigger warning you before you said the, the word. word. Sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to say that. No, but but, but we, dis- we discussed before we hit record that saying S word conjures up way worse I'm words. I'm going to go tell my so. fucking mom. <laughs> yeah. I feel like shit might be the tamest curse word ever. Yeah. I will say. I mean, like, it might not have been the tamest curse word like in the 70s, but like still. I will fuck, say still, yeah, it's pretty tame. The content here is, uh, you know, take it at fucking face value, you know? Like, what the have, fuck? Having read this book at like 12, I think that was when I read it. I, it, like, it was like a backbone of whenever I would learn about the Holocaust in school. Like, whenever they would. Yeah. Teach something, I would go back to like those scenes and like, this is like, sometimes it's like, oh, it was way, way worse than just, you know, right. this sentence on a piece of paper. But, but tw- 12 is like eighth grade. That's the grade curriculum that we're talking about here. Like, that's the age yeah. that they're talking about teaching this. Like, I, I remember like the, because like the gas chambers were obviously one of the things that, you know, gets put in everything because it's, just a whole level of horrific but i remember yeah. getting to the um the the pits where they would burn people and then use the the like the old the dead people to reuse the fire and it was like that like that yeah. stuck in my brain it was yeah. like stu- yeah. there's i mean that's, I that's permanent trauma <laughs> I, I didn't yeah i didn't well n- not like that but like i didn't, uh, uh, i didn't think i knew everything but just learning that there right. were also many other atrocities that wasn't just that's how i felt reading these sections and it's those little Mm. details like that and a couple others that i was like yeah i knew it was bad obviously but like no i didn't like i didn't Uh, i don't really i didn't know like going like uh (laughs) it's like we said earlier like i don't know how you could read this and be a holocaust denier like yeah, yeah. Right. full stop right. you can't make this shit up this is just yeah like yeah, obviously exactly. i don't know how you could be a holocaust denier anyway i mean but yeah. <laughs> at the same <laughs> time like ju- this is just like you're it's such a such a window like it, it is yeah. so like just a such a from a direct source that one thing that's really important when, like, I, I don't know if I've ever actually mentioned this on the show. I went to school for teaching. Uh, <laughs> I so, did not know that about you. I did. Yeah, know that. I, went, I uh, <laughs> nearly have a degree in teaching elementary education. Holy nearly shit! Have a degree. We're gonna start you One a th- GoFundMe account. You're gonna finish that. Uh, you're gonna finish. Fuck no, I'm not. You're gonna get that degree specifically so um, you can teach this book. That'll be the oh, only in that thing case, you yes. do. Uh, the only you teach thing this I teach. and like preacher. That's your that's your English class. <laughs> Oh, one of the things that they that they tell you is like it's numbers don't click like there is if you tell a person that six million people died in the holocaust that is a number that the human brain cannot Mm. fathom Mm. especially Especially a small child yeah especially that age that is an imaginary number that's just a that's a that's a billion that's a trillion that's that's an infinity it means nothing but to see one person experienced this death toll just like day to day to day to day is that's what sticks with you because then you can put a face to 6 million. You know, you can, you see, Oh, just on the train ride alone, 450 people died. Yeah. When you take one person and put him through all of that, 
Exactly. Wait. Like, you, and he yeah, he went to Auschwitz, uh, Birkenau, and Dachau. Because, like, like take this, take this book, take this book that was so that was so tough to read that you had to keep putting down. Multiply this book by six million. Yeah, that's right. how many Holocaust stories there are, I and mean, each one's more, more yeah, horrible than more the than last. That. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's uh, there's literally but, millions but yeah, of them. Yeah, that's that's the important part about like teaching that that you need. You need a a, fir- a personal firsthand account and not just a, a a Gentile telling the story from his perspective because that's not right. fucking helpful to anyone. But it's hard oh. to find. I remember accounts. that summer when I was real nice to that boy with the striped jammies. Well, there's that there's that part where. Uh, it breaks um, the story and it goes to art uh, after his father dies and he's like being interviewed in that like surreal moment and they're like well you know how long should people feel guilty for and it's like I don't know maybe it's gonna take a bigger holocaust and I was like oh like man this is that's a bad take. That's a bad. Oh, shut it down. <laughs> but he was like trying also, to rationalize it because he was. He like, was trying to right. answer those questions, which yeah. Because wasn't like, he talking to his therapist about it, who was also a Holocaust survivor? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think yeah, so. Because I think he he because he was. That's how trying he coped work- with all of his like guilt with his father and how he is always competing yeah. Yeah, with him like, and why he is the yeah. They're like rapid firing questions at him and yeah. Ugh. Just yeah, I imagine. I, I love that he put that in here too because like he clearly he doesn't have any answers and that's not ever what he was trying to do. He's like, here is this as honest as I can possibly make it with all of the warts with my father being a racist towards a black man Yeah, in the story at one point with my father being like the, the racist stereotype that he is with me just not knowing how to cope with it with me not fixing my relationship with him throughout all of this. Like, this is the story. You take what you need from it. And I think that's really important because it does, it, it makes the reader sit with uncomfortable questions that there are no answers for. And, and to, to it, pretend that there are answers is just unconscious. It's so profoundly does this thing where it, it, it creates this filter of, of uh, anthropomorphic storytelling but tells a really unfiltered story using that medium. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, just it's, like, it's sneaky. It gets, it catches up on you. You don't, you don't does. see it coming. Unfiltered, <laughs> but like one of the best written stories. Like oh, I yeah. could oh, not, yeah. I was again, I, I still, it's crazy to think about obviously, but like, I'm like being so worried that, Every like the characters that I've been following are going to die, knowing that he's narrating the story. Like just being so engrossed in the way it was presented is just like a testament to how well Art Spiegelman was able to capture what his father was telling him and like and draw it. I think in such a way where you really were in it. Yeah, like, you were. I, so I mean, enveloped. I think by there's the story. a. I think like you know people there's some people who come to him and be like, oh yeah, you, you just take your, the recordings of your father saying stuff and you just, you know, draw your simple mice drawings and make a book. But <laughs> like there, it's not that easy. No, it's no. It, well, obviously it's not, but like there is, I think yeah. there's, there's just such a craftsmanship to the, to the book in general and it, it will last forever. This will yeah. be yeah. read for so long and I hope it's read that long i hope it's read it should last forever and and what's what's amazing 
amazing about this this whole story of this this book being being so publicly banned and removed from this from some school's curriculum is Casey, you can't keep this book on the fucking shelves. Well, no, they, I can't. Absolutely not. Yeah, I've uh, we got I, we got in twenty five copies. Time. We got in twenty five copies the minute after it was banned. Sold them all before I could buy a copy for myself to do this show. Yeah, you had to had borrow to buy it digitally. <laughs> oh, you had to buy it digitally. Good God! I bought it digitally so I could have time to really sit with it. And it's and, just yeah. like. And listener, Casey hates buying digital books. I do. I like it was a it was a last ditch effort. I was like, maybe we'll get more in. Oh nope. Okay, I guess not. Like I yeah, it is. It, it is like I allocated saw. from like the, the distributors because they they don't want one store to buy five hundred copies. They mm. want every store Everyone to be able to, to buy twenty five. It sold copies. out. Yeah, it sold out everywhere. I, yeah, absolutely. Like overnight. I saw, a, which is. <laughs> I saw a bunch There's of only stuff pop one up on good thing after. about banning books, and it's that people that hate who, people who ban books will go buy those books and mm-hmm. a lot of and a lot of kids are going to learn the word resurgence. shit now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Will they ever I, recover? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <laughs> yeah, they're going to um, see the the word shit eight times in some of the least sexy nudity anyone has ever shown anyone else. Yeah. yeah. I love how that's that was such a it's oh there's nudity it's like uh, but like come on man like just be honest you're a coward it's fine just yeah. like Jesus it's like is well, that I, really what upsets you about this book is the yeah nudity? Like, I think ultimately it, it's it's teaching the content is difficult but probably Necessary. more reason to teach it yeah, yeah. exactly yeah that's and, that's um, why it happened because you know like people don't don't. You know, we're, we're like, maybe if we teach this, it won't happen again. You f- one, one can hope. But I agree. I totally agree with that. Um, as far as like, this is stuff that we need to remember. So it doesn't happen again. Obviously, yeah. always that old adage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Uh, my one of my first thoughts when I finished this book, other than, oh, my God, that was the heaviest thing was also like, this is. In general, like that might be one of the best things I've ever read. Oh, yeah, hands it's down. one of the best comic it, books. Not even fucking like not even fucking close. It's like maybe the best thing I've ever read. Like I might give this yeah. to my dad to read. Like yeah, it's honestly. so fucking good. If I could convince my mom to read a comic, I would make her read this, but she's not going to listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny. I not not to not to make this about myself or anything, but. It, oh, there's there's a conversation I had with my dad that I kept reliving when I was reading this book. Of I remember being very very young, and my dad was watching something on TV about World War II, and I asked him what happened in Auschwitz, and he struggled for about an hour to explain to me, an eight year old, what happened at Auschwitz. And I don't know what that was one of the that's one of those like tattooed in your brain. Like I could, I know I can relive that conversation word for word. Yeah, that's that's a core memory because it's like it creates it's trauma. Learning this story is traumatic, and And I think this is the perfect way to learn this story. Yeah, there's no other way to like you're going to experience trauma because it is it is widespread across just in sheer numbers and in sheer severity. Probably the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to humanity. Yeah. Right. Like it's, easily it's uh, and and fucking up there. Yeah. So so it should be traumatic to to learn about it. 
Like that's the point. And it and, and it sh- it should suck to teach this. Like yeah. it should be hard to teach. Yeah, like, like I there's I, gonna be a week in school where everyone's just bummed out and like <laughs> just fucking, fucking everyone make it needs a semester, to be okay with man. That. Just make it a whole semester. You can't yeah. teach this in a week. You know, like to twelve year olds, you can probably condense it to like this is you read it over the summer. You come in, you're banging out the first two weeks, and then you like because. They won't like teaching. Can you imagine teaching this to a whole semester for kids that young? Like, you're but gonna also, get to, I it's will, a lot. The sheer irony that they banned this during Holocaust Memorial Month. That is fucked up. Yeah. Like, you know, they didn't know, obviously. They definitely yeah, And that's, they definitely that's also part of the problem. Like, maybe if you knew that it was Holocaust Me- Remembered Memorial yeah. Month, like, you wouldn't. <laughs> you probably would have remembered and not done this. You, yeah, exactly. You forgot. You said you would never forget. <laughs> no, not never mind. But I'm I'm so thankful for this book. This this is such an important book and I agree. To to try to keep this from someone is just it's criminal. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it I don't think any like books like this in any real any form that are talking about any real message like this should not be banned. You could argue that most books should not be banned. I just all um, art in general shouldn't be banned. So, um, but that's that, the other that, thing too. It is that leads art. down a dangerous road. Art, yeah, it's art. Don't don't ban art. Just don't do it. Just hey, when you think should I should I keep someone from experiencing art? Just stop. Just stop what you're yeah. doing and stop rethink every choice. <laughs> just just rethink every choice you've made to get you to this point. Just just take a step back. Just go read Mouse and then come back. Yeah, zoom out <laughs> yeah, yeah. for a moment and yeah. 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 Uh, did we make it? I think we I made think it. I think we did. I think we did. Um, I, I will say, I will leave you guys with a fun story about Art Spiegelman. Uh, ooh, first-hand account from a friend of mine. Neat. Um, well, so this is a in the account, 90s. Oh, okay. Well, yes. To me, it was a first-hand account. <laughs> <laughs> I am now doing it as a second-hand account. <laughs> Um, Third, fourth, and <laughs> in the uh, it, it wasn't in the night in the early two thousands. Um, Art was doing like a book tour and talking about mouse in like public libraries, and uh, he came to the Philadelphia Library, and I guess it's in his contract that Mister Spiegelman must be smoking a cigarette at all every moment of every day. <laughs> Mister Spiegelman is allowed to smoke. Yes, so they, they set him up in the public library in Philadelphia with a potted plant next to his chair uh, at, the, at the front of the room, and he was just holding his arm outstretched in the potted plant any moment that he wasn't actively taking a puff off of his cigarette. Like, that's somehow going to help uh, <laughs> all the cigarette smoke. Um, that's funny. But my friend who was in the audience uh, also smokes like a goddamn chimney, sees this, craves a cigarette, doesn't want to miss the Q&A, Lights up a cigarette himself because fuck it, why not? Gets dragged out of the library. <laughs> yeah, of, course, of course. Because, sir, you are not Art Spiegelman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Art Spiegelman's allowed to. Uh, Art Spiegelman has earned the right to smoke in any library that he wants. And yeah. for reference, this is my buddy, Raj Peterson. You can look him up. He, he did Swamp Thing for Vertigo with fucking Brian K. Oh, Vaughn. Holy shit. His, yeah, his grandfather is uh, George Evans, who was Fre- friend of the show. Friend of the show, legitimate fine artist, Raj Peterson. And yeah, it was like, you're not fucking Spiegelman, man. Just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Go home and practice. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's your palate cleanser for the for the night. I also the, whenever you're listening. I, I also like he did an interview on I, I guess like one of the he he did a whole news cycle, and every interview he did on TV he was just vaping the whole time. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Which I imagine that's got to be cheaper than buying as many cigarettes as he was buying, right? It, yeah, it's probably, it's just oh, pragmatic yeah. to switch to vapes when you Absolutely. just never stop smoking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's Mouse, everybody. Um, this this was this was an experience. Like I love this book. I didn't like reading it, but I love the book. Um, it yes. needs to be. It needs to be read. Go buy a copy if you can find one. <laughs> yeah, go support um, your local comic shop. Uh, order in advance. Walk up to the counter, and be like, "Hey, I want a copy of Mouse. They'll be able to hook you up." Yeah, I got the yeah, last one at our shop. He's <laughs> literally the last one, <laughs> like a week before this. So I got lucky. <laughs> so, um, if you're a Patreon listener, you got this episode a whole week before our regular listeners. Good for you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yay. Thank um, you. Also, if you're a Patreon listener, you get all kinds of other cool stuff, like our new Top 5 show that we do uh, once in a while. We have uh, Dueling Genre Tonight that we do once a week. All kinds of cool stuff on the Patreon. You should go check it out. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, you're missing out on a whole bunch of cool stuff. Uh, also, you should come join us on our Discord. I'll give you links to the Discord, the Patreon, all that stuff in the episode description. Um, yeah, I guess go out there, find out, find the books they're trying to not let you read, and go read them. And uh, we will see you next time. Uh, this is Now in Trade. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>